Wow. Like, just in time. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew you were coming. Yeah, talk about, uh, all right, take that furnace, no background noise from you. Okay, so I guess, uh, yeah, let's punch go on this. I'm okay with that. Well, welcome back to another episode of Scouting Stuff You Should Know. And uh, once again, you've got two of us tonight. You've got myself, Scouter Ken. Hi. And you've got Scouter Colin. Hello. <clears throat> you know, I, I I mean, I go by Scouter Ken, but you know, I actually go by Scouter Ken so very infrequently. I mean, I yeah. mostly go by, you know, my Friends of the Forest name, Tic Tac. Right. It's, and it's funny because, you know, like occasionally I'll be out and I'll like see a kid who's either a beaver who's been a beaver and he'll be like, hello, Tic Tac. Uh, the siblings all know me as Tic Tac. Um, it's, it's actually, I'm so like, I respond to it just like casually now in public. So I was at Save On Foods. Okay. And I mean, the Save On Foods in North St. Albert is nowhere near where the scout group is, but it's, you know, nearer to me. So anyways, I'm picking up something. I've we had my wife's uh, family over. I think it was picking up like breakfast stuff. But anyways, I'm standing in the line and I'm, you know, just paying for whatever. And <clears throat> this kid runs up and he's just like, mom, mom, tic-tac, tic-tac. And I turn and I'm just about to like greet him, except I don't recognize him. And then all of a sudden I realize there's this big display of tic-tacs, like right ah, there, the actual ah, candy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but of course, you know, I'm so <laughs> you you are not the mint. Yes, but I am trained. Yeah. I am trained to, to respond, respond to that name. To Tic Tac. Yeah. Well, Tic Tac is the uh for those not aware of the mythos of Friends of the Forest, Tic Tac is the squirrel who in the story has to uh have the concept of sharing explained to him by Malik the Owl. I don't have a cool name. Mm. Scouter Colin. That's 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 where it is. <laughs> but you do a very cool attire. I must say, you are just you are decked out. You know, for these podcasts, I felt we needed to class it up a bit. <laughs> so uh, for tonight's uh, podcast, I've donned a suit. Uh, so black slacks, white shirt, black vest, black uh, black jacket. I'm raw, uh, no tie, mind you. Top mm. button undone. Yeah. <clears throat> Call it uh, business casual. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, or, or or maybe more than business casual, <laughs> kind of madman esque. Yes, yes, nice, nicely done. Uh, it was it you were? It was lighting up the ledge tonight, right? Well, the ledge has been all, all the Christmas lights on the, in the ledge. Oh yeah, I guess that's legislature already. grounds have been illuminated since December first weekend in December. Hmm. Uh, tonight, I actually sing in uh, a community choir that was inside the ledge, uh, providing, setting an ambiance ah, to the right to the, the festivities that were outside. So, and background music, yes, very, absence very... of silence, yes, <laughs> epic absence of silence. It was always my favorite. Was always you know going up to that one spot where like the echo does the weird thing. Oh yeah, the, like up on the third floor. They there have or a something. they have a fountain when it's not Christmas. They have a fountain that's running in the main foyer. Yeah, and if you go up to the first floor and you stand in a little alcove, it yeah. actually sounds like it's it sounds like it's uh, you're in a shower. 
Yeah, like but you hear the fountain right away. It's just the it's it's basically like a combination of the geometry of how the foyer is set up and the fact that it's all marble and the sound just bounces around like yeah, crazy rubber ball. But yeah, a neat acoustic anomaly. It is. Uh, I was uh, I was not singing tonight. I was out with the Beavers. We uh, we took them to Laser Quest. Oh yes, indeed. That was actually that was a really good time. Uh, I mean, I kind of went in. <clears throat> Uh, I suited up, so I had the vest and the gun. Yeah. Um, and I kind of went in just to sort of watchdog my two kids, but then there were a couple of beavers who were scared. Because, you know, I mean, it's dark, yeah. and there's, like, the yeah. black lighting, and it's kind of, you know, this yeah. stuff's happening. Um, so they were a little bit worried. So I'm just like, okay, well, you know what? Let's go back to the exit. And yeah. I mean, if the marshal can let you out, great. Yeah. Um, but if not, at least we're right by the exit. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of a safer spot. Yeah. <clears throat> well, then, of course, all of these cubs see these two beavers kind of just hanging out by the exit. And they're just like, oh, this is the an open easy way season. to rack up the score. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so all of a sudden, um, I am charged with, you know. Protector. Defending these two beavers <laughs> from <clears throat> all of the random passersby. And so uh, I inadvertently won the match. Well done. <laughs> I was way, just like, way wow, to you, take it to the youth. Ken. Uh, wow, you were just cleaning up in there. I was like, just trying to protect these two beavers. <laughs> but anyways, so. tic tac protector. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I as long as you weren't, you know, like you know, nothing demeaning yes. while you were shooting the, the cubs. <laughs> no, but it was funny because the one girl, um, like she was, she's one of my smaller beavers and she, uh, she was really having a tough time holding the gun. So there were a handful of times, a handful of occasions where I, uh, um, wound up basically, <clears throat> you know, she'd be just like, my arms are too tired. So of course I'd have my gun in one hand and then I'd be just like, okay, well I'll hold it for a little bit. So then, of course, the people outside, because I guess our scores were updating on their displays in real time, so I guess they could tell whenever I was doing this, because all of a sudden, uh, one beaver or the other beaver, their score would just start shooting up. <laughs> as, as you were double-fisting <laughs> yeah, guns. As I was, yeah, double-fisting guns. And The funny thing is, actually, yeah, anyways, it's not important. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's where I was. Beaver event. Um, we actually, but it was nice, because the rovers put it on, they booked it. Oh, nice. And it was all sections. So right. the beavers and the cubs, uh, it was the beavers and the cubs playing against each other. And then like the next games was more beavers and cubs because we had tons. Yeah. Uh, and then scouts, vents and rovers kind of finished out the night. But they've probably actually only just left there. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. And the nice thing was we got the Tuesday night group out as well. Yeah. So like, so it was an all encompassing fun time. Yeah. Um, nice. And you know, that's one of my things I really hate. Um, and I've had, to, I've only had to do it once, so that's good, but I really hate when I have to deliver a different program on Tuesday night mm-hmm. than I do on Monday night. Cause the yes. Tuesday group, they're smaller and I, I really don't ever want them to feel like the B team, right? <clears throat> but it's, it's a struggle. Uh, it, you know, sometimes at any rate, you know, make sure that, yeah, we're delivering, especially because I don't try, like I try not to go to both nights every week. Right. So um, so it was really good that everybody from Tuesday or almost everybody from Tuesday was able to make it out to this one. That was really good. Well, it's funny you should mention that because, uh, our topic of discussion tonight is, uh, retention and, yes. uh, retaining your membership and retaining, uh, your leadership. And, uh, one of the main ways of, uh, dealing with retention or, you know, trying to foster retention 
is by putting on a really good program. And I think that, you know, in starting this discussion out by by just the mere fact that you're trying to include both both your Monday and Tuesday groups um, to have the same program, that's a good a good way of <laughs> of starting that kind of uh, that that kind of uh, or down that path is because you you're delivering that same program to both nights. Yeah, I mean that's a big part of it. It's and it's two things, right? I mean, on the one hand, yeah, like for me, the consistency in programming is really important because. Like, I mean, these kids all see each other in school. If they're comparing notes about beavers, I hope they're just comparing notes to say, oh my gosh, we did the thing and it was really, really cool and you're going to get your turn tonight. And then on Wednesday, they can be just like, oh my gosh, we did the thing and it was really, really cool. You were right. Uh, As opposed to just like, we did the thing. Oh, we didn't get to do the thing. We had to do the other thing. That doesn't sound anywhere near as fun. Yeah, we did this other thing. And if it wasn't perceived by the youth as cooler as being as fun yeah Yeah. or the same thing yeah children all about fair if they if one person gets to do it the other has to do it or else it's not fair well i know i mean (laughs) (laughs) why is his spoon different than mine it's just it cares you're eating yogurt it it, It matters it matters used to dig food yeah why does this matter yeah but it does (laughs) for reasons (laughs) exactly yeah and i mean uh, the other half of that, too, is, uh, like, this is one of the things that I found. I mean, I know you've got your article. Mm-hmm. I've got mine. We'll make sure they're both in the show notes. Um, but, yeah, one of the things that this one talks about, it doesn't talk about so much the imbalance in programming, but it talks about, you know, the more broader problem of the program getting stale, which kind of relates. I mean, yep. it's it's, it's yep. in the same category. Um, and one thing, you know what, we've been pretty good, actually, in the 59th about avoiding this mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you don't want to get into the rut where it's the same thing every year. That's really, really bad. I mean, there are certain activities that are a big hit and you can bring them back. Yes. <clears throat> the beaver buggies, sock pail wars, things like that. Those are Rocket fine. Rocket-powered cub cars. Yes. Funorama, hello. <clears throat> Shout out to anybody at the Funorama camp. Um, <clears throat> which isn't for a bit yet, but that's all right. Uh... <clears throat> But, you know, yeah, a lot of the other stuff, though, outside of those, you know, really big action set pieces, as you will, uh, if you will, um, you do need a lot of variety. And, I mean, um, a big part of that is, I mean, of course, you try to be youth-led. It's it's easier with, like, the Cubs and the Scouts. And then, of course, you know, obviously Ventures and Rovers. Yeah. it's, it's easier at the older levels. But even at Beavers, you know, you really do have to try and, um, I mean, allow the youth to contribute to the planning. So, you know, they have a say, try and adapt some of their ideas. But also work with your leadership team, you yes. know. Um, and, you know, just, I mean, we, in our group, we do meetings every couple of months. I take copious notes about all of the different ideas and then we just start filling in the calendar. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we have to allow for some flexibility because, you know, especially when we're trying to bring in outside people to do stuff, like to help us do stuff with certain around certain topics, um, we're obviously, you know, somewhat at the mercy of what their schedule permits. <clears throat> so, you know, if I have to bump something from one week to another week. But the point is, we've still talked about it. We've brainstormed lots of people at the table, lots of ideas. And... Out of that, we put together a good program. Yes. And I think um, 
to that end, you know, bringing in people to help administer that program or help uh, run it uh, is a is a good way of keeping uh, uh, it fresh, so to speak. Yeah, because you can have the same idea just delivered a different way. You're still getting the same side of or the same program or the same. You're achieving the same goal. You're just coming at it from a different a different way. Yeah, I mean, like last year we did the. Last year, when we did the sleepover at the Telus World of Science, so it was a big space-themed thing, and so both the Cubs and the Beavers tried to do some other space-related stuff. Uh-huh. And like one thing I arranged was a video conference with um, Richard Garriott, who, though not a NASA astronaut himself, has nevertheless been to space. He paid his own way, and he yeah. did a lot of uh, experiments up on the ISS. Very enthusiastic about space exploration, and you know just. Managed to get some of his time, did a bit of a video conference. Kids had a great Q&A with him. It was a really fun time. Now, obviously, um, not doing that this year, but, you know, like, what are we doing this year? Um, I had the thought that it would be really... Because, you know, there's this really great app for the iPhone and iPad. It's produced by Lego. And the whole idea is basically helping you make a short stop-motion film. Okay. Okay, with Lego pieces. Yeah. I have some friends who are part of the Northern Alberta Lego Users Group, NALUG. Um, and so basically I just shot, you know, one of them an email. I'm just like, look, um, do you have a few people who'd be willing to come in and basically like bring in some Lego kit, you know, some mm-hmm. Lego kits and just help the kids build rudimentary scenes and then yeah. animate like, you know, even like a 10 or a 30 second video. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's just like, that sounds like really awesome. I'll see who wants to do it. And so he does. He has a few people and we're just trying to figure out a date in January. And that is really cool. And Mm -hmm. I mean that, you know, last, last year, it's the Q and a this year, it's a Lego. Yeah. Lego animating short, uh, short movies or short vignettes. I don't think we're going to try for voiceovers. That's probably beyond what I can hope to achieve. But, you know, even just being able to produce a simple animation is a really cool start, right? Um, Maybe maybe, uh, that piques a child's interest on uh, what what they can do. Totally. Uh, At least that's the hope, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, and you know what, though? The, The thought that I just had was that this is kind of the hidden advantage. Because with beavers, there's such a... There's such a turnover in leadership, right? I mean, Beavers is hopefully where you're onboarding um, right. the new leaders. Or I guess with like Boy Scouts of America, it would be at the youngest level of Cubs. Right. But, you know, the point is at that youngest level, that's hopefully where you're onboarding leaders. And then as their kids stay with the program and advance through the program, those leaders go with them. And so, you know, by bringing on board Beaver and Cub leaders, you're hopefully bringing on board future Scout leaders. Yes. <clears throat> That's always the plan at any rate. (laughs) It's the hope. Now, I mean, obviously, you know, retention, and we'll talk a little bit about leader retention too, but the flip side to that is that, of course, you know, at that lowest level, you're also always scrambling for leaders because they're always moving up, right? Yes. But the advantage to that is that you're always bringing in new people, which means new ideas, new approaches. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's... and I like the leaders I have this year because they are just all very creative, lots of ideas. They really are very enthusiastic about the program. It's good. That's good. That's what you want. Yep. So, <coughs> excuse me. Well, what are some other things that, uh, you know, can get in the way of member retention? Um, 
I was going to say for, um, from my perspective, like we were, we were talking about the program. Um, but, um, yeah, I think generally speaking, it's program and delivery of, of the program for me are, are the top ones, but, uh, I'm sure there are others. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess like, I mean, part of the problem is, and this is something I find challenging too, is that, you know, you really have to be it is a bit more of a challenge to reach kids today. And I think we mentioned this in a previous episode too, is that, you know, I mean, compared to the experiences that, you know, we would have had growing up and we had lots, it's not that, you know, we had deprived childhoods by any means, but the experiences that are open to today's kids, if their parents are really on the ball with them outside of, you know, scouting and school, you know, or, or, or even part of school as part of school, um, there's just so much, you know, like nowadays there's, you know, well, I mean, everybody plays Minecraft and some kids have just created absolutely phenomenal things therein. Um, you know, there's uh, lots of opportunities for kids to learn just about darn near anything. Actually, if you have an iPad, like the, the number of different things that you can learn, um, even things like programming starting at age like four. Yeah. (laughs) Now, on the flip side, I mean, <clears throat> there's, uh, there's, you know, we, we do have this problem where, you know, uh, kids aren't necessarily exposed to the outside as much. So that's one thing that scouting can continue to offer. And it's good that we put that emphasis on the outside. But especially in a climate like Canada, you can't always go outside. And so when you're indoors with the kids, there is this additional level of challenge now to, you know, really come up with an activity that they haven't done or that is, you know, going to capture their imagination. There, there is more of a challenge there. And, um, so, I mean, being able to stay ahead of that is, (laughs) it's not an easy thing. I mean, it's, it's helpful that we can, you know, it's helpful that Scouts Canada provides a lot of training, provides a lot of really excellent suggestions. Mm -hmm. Um, I assume similar resources exist for Boy Scouts of America, although I've not uh, looked them up. I mean, I know they have a lot of training as well yeah. uh, that they do. I don't know if they have an analog of like the, the trail cards that Scouts Canada has been putting out, the, the meeting uh, in a box. Here, I here, here is your meeting. This is what it looks like. That said, I mean, BSA, you know, by all means, just go to CanadianPath.ca and steal any of the trail cards you want. They're good. They're really good. Um, but... <sighs> Yeah, even even given all of those resources, you know, you still do have to be able to uh, to think on your feet, and it really requires, um, you know, just a lot of it just requires attentiveness. You know, like what are the kids talking about when they're milling around for a few minutes? Um, that's the other nice thing about this focus now on youth led right yeah. because you actually are supposed to be sitting down with the kids and saying okay well what's interesting to you like what could we do mm-hmm. keeping in mind that you know a lot of those suggestions are going to come from the kids existing experiences right i mean you will occasionally get the kid who just like i've always wanted to try but never yeah. have x um and you know like definitely jump on those opportunities when you can mm-hmm. so well, in the in the recruitment retention or the you know the retention of your membership and that kind of thing, I think 
in a lot of instances, um, from from a youth perspective, we've we've nailed down that program is probably paramount to um, uh, a membership success. Um, you want to have that 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 really good program that makes them want to stay, makes them want to uh, have those that scouting experience that we've talked about before, the bonding of friendship and and that kind of thing that you get through scouting and and that just carries on through the program um you kind of get that buy-in of the scouting experience and what it means Mm -hmm. um and the leadership team is a um is the same it actually lends itself to the same kind of uh experience so in as far as retention goes the way that the leaders interact with each other, the way they deal with each other will affect the membership of your youth because if you have a leadership team that doesn't work well together, that translates down to the youth and you will have, likely have a youth dynamic that doesn't work well together. Right, as, right. And that can, that can sour a program. If there is a, if there's a strong enough, um, strong enough opposition going on, you can you can do damage to a section, or you can do damage to a a, a group. You know, if it's if it's bad enough. I, I seem to recall that we've seen that. Yes. Without getting into too much history. Yes. But uh, I seem to recall that we've seen that. And and that that is uh, something that can happen at the older sections more so than it can in the younger sections. The younger sections, most of the adults can behave like adults, and you know, at least work together to achieve a goal um when the adults be or when the youth become the adults that's when it's uh it can be a, a bit of a a bit of a challenge in retention yeah um you know though too i mean what one thing i think that's actually worked really really well for the leadership team this year is you know the fact that very early on um i was really adamant about putting together um a way for us to easily collaborate Right. And we use Quip. Yep. You know, like we use uh, Quip.com. Check them out. Like really simple, mostly web based, but they do have mobile and desktop apps. Um, But, you know, like simple document processing, spreadsheets, but also a really easy way to form. Like once you have a bunch of people in Quip, um, really easy to form an ad hoc team. And then you can have like shared folders uh, and especially a chat feature. And it's just, it's really easy for us to collaborate because, you know, I mean, we've got the chat channel there so we can, you know, <clears throat> reach each other, not quite in real time because obviously, you know, uh, you know, pe- some people, not necessarily me, but some people put their phones down. Mm-hmm. But if I make an edit to a document, they all get notified about it. They can hop in and check and I can, you know, they usually do like yeah. very quickly. Um, I can throw something out in chat and I can get a reply back, you know, same day, um, <clears throat> And we can all collaborate on documents. So if there's, you know, I mean, that was the last time we did an idea planning meeting. Half of it was just, you know, me reading the existing ideas notes spreadsheet that was already there. Yeah. Um, there were more suggestions that came out as we talked, but that's where it started. And it was, you know, and it's nice because, you know, it kind of lets us keep in touch, uh, joke around a little bit, you know, because it's a private chat channel. Um, and... You know, so yeah, it kind of fosters camaraderie. And then when we get to the meeting, we're already on the same page. We've already been on the same page since like Thursday. Yeah. And it's, you know, 
it's wow. very very good for for that and um i know from previous experiences having uh, a way of or having that infrastructure in place whether it be at the group uh, at the section level mm-hmm. and then again as an as a group being able to communicate and send out your ideas and that kind of thing uh yeah. is is quite paramount as a as a leader to mm-hmm. To helping foster uh, retention. Yeah, and the group's pretty good about it too. I mean, they still mostly rely on email, which I tried last year and didn't find it quite effective enough for the section level management. It does seem to work for the group level stuff. Yeah. But again, I mean, yeah, it does. It is something that has to happen at all levels. You know, the the group administration, uh, whether it's like a group committee or just like you know uh, a small core of like volunteers. Um, <clears throat> Whatever they're doing, whether it's budgetary stuff or meeting minutes or everything else, uh, general announcements, fundraising, they have to be, you know, constantly communicating with at least their section leaders, if not all of their leaders. And then the section leaders have to be either reinforcing that or communicating that or both down to the individual leaders within their section and where it pertains to the youth, then also relaying that to the youth and getting the other leaders to reinforce that. Well, and like we we discussed before as well, um, if you if you look at it from an even a, the national level, like as you know, um, when we talk about our group, we're talking about a small microcosm, if you will, of the whole national body, which effectively does the same thing. Yep, it, it tries to communicate. Well, <laughs> I say it tries, and <laughs> only slightly better and jaded. <laughs> Hey, um, I read the scout scene uh, emails. <laughs> yeah, uh, you might be one of few, but yeah. And it, at any rate, they they do come in, like, and, and to nationals' credit, that they do communicate. Yep, that that's their method of communicating. Actually, one thing I do like is that you know, whenever we have to, even stuff like you know, when we have to rely on help desk mm-hmm. um, to you know, because sometimes I mean, we have you know issues that crop up with like. Uh, a registration that's done wrong or things like that. It happens with web, it happens with paper, but it does happen with web-based as well, uh, even with all the form checking in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice, you know, that the people running the help desk are very quickly responsive, can deal with issues very quickly, um, very, very happy with all big, of that. Big thing for retention, right? You have, you know that they exist and they are actually there to help you. Yep. As opposed to... This fictitious animal <laughs> or uh, mythical animal that uh, will provide you the resources you need to complete a job at hand. Yeah. Although, you know, too, though, in spite of that, there is the, the flip side is that, you know, like, I mean, we actually, I just had a, uh, a, a kid register for beavers about a week ago now. Um, and <clears throat> what happened there is a couple of weeks prior, I was actually just audit I, because i maintain my own lists of things like you know allergies especially mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, just you know so whenever we're doing like a group planning thing uh if i need to provide this information i can just quickly Quick grab reference. a spreadsheet yeah. out of quip dump it yeah. to a pdf file send yeah. it off to whoever needs the information yeah um and i was going through and i was just you know quickly comparing my notes against what was in the Scouts Canada website, because of course I have the login and I can see, you know, I'm the leader and here's my yeah, troop and here's yeah. everybody who's registered and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, and I noticed a new name. 
but the registration was flagged as incomplete. And of course, I only get notified when the registration is flagged as complete, which means that all the forms have been filled out and payment has been submitted. Okay. okay? The incomplete yep. stuff, I don't actually get an email notification about. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, well, I click, and I mean, I can see like the parent's email address. So I just sent out a quick email, and he's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, well, we started filling out the form, but then we stopped because we weren't sure if he'd like really be interested in stuff. I'm just like, well, you know what? Come on out. Try a meeting or two. Yeah. You got a couple and of meetings. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. come on out. You can come to a couple of meetings without, yeah. like, you know, completing the registration as long as we're not going, like, somewhere yeah. far afield. Um, we're not doing high risk, high rope. You stuff know, like that. Yeah. Repelling. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Not reenacting scenes from Mission Impossible with my yeah. five-year-old beavers. But, um, so he did. He showed up for, like, one meeting and the next day. Yeah. Like he was so, I guess he was so enthusiastic after the beaver meeting that yeah. like his parents registered him the next day and I, you know, okay, good. He got the email and happy, happy. Ah. Um, and <laughs> like I ran into him again tonight, actually. He was one of the, he was one of the other beavers actually mm -hmm. that I was protecting. <laughs> he was just like, I think you were helping me. And I'm like, yes, yes, I was. <clears throat> got a pretty good score out of that too actually so nice. but uh that's the other thing though too um because of course you know like i mean i emailed his parents and then uh you know they were kind of off you know they weren't really sure where they wanted to go with it so they uh you know they agreed though to bring him to a meeting and that was good mm -hmm. but that gets to i think another thing that really does it's and it's a real make or break for retention is you know how involved the parents are, right? Because you can see it from both sides. I mean, we have actually we're we're fortunate that a lot of the parents in the group are really mm. crazily enthusiastic. That's actually a really nice thing we have going for us. Yeah. Um, but I have seen years past where you know you have parents who are just like, this is just you know like I mean I have other things with my other kids and you're yeah. just watching this kid for an hour. Yeah. So I can do this with this kid. Yeah. You're, you're taking that, uh, and you know, so like the level of commitment's not there. And mm -hmm. I mean, we, <laughs> I haven't seen most of those kids come back. Right. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I mean, I've had some parents that have kind of moved from being more detached and not really, you know, too involved to being very involved and, you know, like their kids have really come to, um, to, to enjoy the program that much more as a result of it. It's tricky to bring parents into that, right? Because I mean, like it's, it is easier to work with a kid because if, as long as you're maintaining that, you know, the novelty and the level of fun and the experiences are things that the kid hasn't had before, it's easy enough usually to get buy-in unless mm -hmm. you, you know, have some kid who's got something going on and just yeah. has to be difficult about it. Yeah. Um, Parents, though, I mean, you know, they're older, they've had a lot more experiences. It's, you, you can't necessarily use the same methods to bring them in. But at the same time, if you can point to the fact that their kid is really enjoying what's happening here, that's usually a good starting point. Yes. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, we've been fortunate that, you know, a lot of the parents were already heavily invested coming in. Yeah. Um, and others still have, you know, just very quickly come around to seeing, you know, oh, wow, like this is fun. This seems cool. Yeah. All it takes is a good, uh, uh, a child that's having a good time and, and 
if a parent can see that and, and you know gets the buy-in of the program from from their child as well as the their leadership team their the leaders want to be there the youth want to be there all of a sudden it becomes this really fun place to be and enjoy what's going on mm-hmm. and i think the point in all of this is that you know it's really all it, it's kind of all integrated because any of these elements can be missing and the whole thing can fall apart right you know you do need the program that has that freshness to it right so you're not yep. just repeating the same things over and over again you're or another story i mean like last year when i was really hurting for leaders right we had um a kid well okay we had the kid the kid registered for i guess january um but like his mom got in touch in like december okay and i may have told this story already on the podcast but it it's relevant so i'm gonna tell it again so there you go um his mom got in touch in like maybe late November, early December. And, you know, it was just like, we're registered with this other group. Oh, yes. Yeah. But, you know, like all they do is they just let the kids run around the gym for an hour. And my son really can't take that. Like, what does your group do? And I'm just like, well, we did the thing with the astronaut and we did these other events and we did some of these things. And she's just like, so like everything I imagine scouts should be, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we're just you know, trying to let the kids have fun here. And so she got in touch with Scouts Canada and figured out what it would take to transfer into the group. She herself was a fully trained leader. So, I mean, I don't like poaching people, but I was, you know, very happy to bring on board a fully trained leader when I barely had enough to run my program. Yeah. Um, And, you know, she's back Mm -hmm. and her son's back and they have a great time of it, you know. Um, her son and my daughter actually kind of becoming friends. It's really cool. Um, yeah. And just, and even seeing how he's changed, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing how her son has changed because, you know, his temperament was very different last year and now he's really gotten into the program a lot more. Um, so, like I say, you kind of need it all, right? You need that freshness of content yep. year to year. And also meeting to meeting, you need to support your leaders. Yep. You know, the training, yep. the, the leaders the within each section. Yeah, the training and the infrastructure. And then the leaders within each section really need to have camaraderie and the ability to collaborate effectively. Yep. Yep. You know, you need to have the parents buying into it. Um so that they see it as, you know, something that actually brings value. genuine value to yeah. their child and not just, well, I need someone to watch my kid for an hour tonight. Yeah. Um, and, like, this all just, it's tricky. It, it's not that it's, you know, it, it's not something that necessarily just have. It takes, I mean, I find it takes a tremendous amount of effort. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> which fortunately I can mostly, you know, saddle. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, just... uh. Well, and the big big challenge that I see from a year-to-year basis is just what we hit on uh, at the beginning of the podcast is that, you know, every year you're going to get a change. Yep. There's going to be a change in every section. There's going to be a change in... In um, new parents, in, new yeah. kids, new leaders. Yeah, you're gonna the, the leaders. New program. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. 
Uh, leaders are going to move up to the next section with their their kid, um, potentially, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's certainly challenging because that dynamic changes from year to year. So, yep. And so, I mean, I guess you know the overarching message is that member retention can happen, but it is it is really something that requires from. I mean, especially from, you know, the leaders within an individual section, it requires a tremendous amount of commitment. You know, like you really, you can't half-ass it as a, as a scout leader. You are really, you have to go all in, yeah. in terms of relating to the kids, in terms of helping them design program, in terms of coming up with program, and in terms of collaborating with your leaders. And you need to use just about everything you have at your disposal, um, you know, like, I mean, I mentioned Quip, but I actually honestly started the year. We tried three different things. We tried yeah. a Facebook group with yeah. notes. We tried Trello, which is like an online um, whiteboard. And we tried Quip. And in the end, Quip worked the best. So that's what we went with. I know other groups, um, not necessarily scout groups, but I know like other groups that collaborate, use different of these technologies. Um, but the point is, you know, when you have a leadership team or as you're putting the leadership team together, Start those communication channels. Yep. Get those in place. For get sure. people used to collaborating. I mean, especially, <coughs> you know, utilizing technology. Because there's some great technology for that now. Um, <clears throat> come up with some initial ideas, but get the kids involved very early in terms of, you know, thinking up things that they would have fun doing. Things yep. they think would be neat to do. Work with the other sections, right? I mean, tonight we had the all sections mixer. And kids just had a blast. You know, a riot and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and ha- having those all section things are really are 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 a good way of retaining your membership to the older sections because the younger kids get to see what the older kids are doing, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, I want to, I want a part of that. And it's actually to the advantage of the older kids too. I mean, we get this with the sock pail wars whenever we do those with the scouts, right? Mm-hmm. Because the scouts get a chance to you know take on a bit of a leadership thing. And that kind of teases the concepts that will become more relevant in Venturers and Rovers, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, the scouts who really, like, dive into that and embrace it are probably going to be the ones who are going to be suiting up as Vents and as Rovers later on, right? Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the cross-sectional stuff, like, that's... It's not just to the advantage of the the smaller kids, but it is to their advantage, too. Um, and, you know, yeah, I mean, if you can get enough of that lined up, you can usually have enough going on that you can really start to show the parents, you know, hey, there's genuine value here. And it'd be really great if you were just that much more committed to it. So. Well, I think you have a shout out. I do. Um, oddly enough, we are not just North America. Uh, I got word that my... My sister and her husband uh, actually listen to this podcast, and they are in the southwest of France in a small town called Biscarros. And uh, shout out to them. Thank you. Trans Atlantic audience. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, it's very appreciated. All right. Well, that was, you know, I, I feel like we had a really great discussion there, and yet we also like 
barely scratched the surface. I think we, we could may have to come back to this. I think we could. Uh, there, there's there is way more to discuss about retention, so we might have to put this on the shelf for you know a few podcasts and then come back to it. Yep. So, anyways, um, I suppose this is probably going to get posted uh, before. Yeah. So. Well, I guess uh, to any of our listeners who are, are Jewish, this is slightly belated, but, you know, uh, happy Hanukkah, because, of course, that has, uh, I believe, just happened over the weekend, uh, or maybe just before. I can never quite remember, but, you know, definitely, um, <clears throat> we, we do wish you all the best for that. And to those of our readers who are celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas, because we're probably not going to be getting back to you until after that. So, <clears throat> until next time... Be prepared.